0: Welcome back to the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I know, I know, this is the first podcast in 2020. I know, I've been away for the longest time. I know, you guys are wondering is Jesse dead? I know, has he quit doing podcasts? No, there's this thing called life, everybody, and stuff just got piled up. And I'm like, damn, I need to do a podcast. And I'm saying, I'm going to do a podcast i'm gonna do this podcast and i was like i'm gonna do this podcast and i haven't got to it now i finally got to it and i'm back baby and don't you worry to all my fans that i've been asking you guys are definitely the real day ones i don't really have a lot of fans anyway so but to the ones that do listen to the podcast i appreciate i appreciate the hell out of you guys and i'm back baby Lots have happened since I've been gone. The last time I did a podcast was on December 2nd. That was 2 months ago. That was on that was in 2019. And this is 2020 and this is February 6th as I record this podcast on this gloomy Thursday afternoon. So, lots of lots have gone down. Um, as you can see, Bearcats football and basketball is going on. I'm just going to recap on what on my opinions of what's going on in football and basketball. Let's talk about football, okay? Football team just completed an 11 win season. They smacked Boston College in a ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl, which I have no idea why an 11 and 11 and win team is playing against a trash 6 win team from the ACC. The the bowl selections and whoever is involved in that process is just is just stupid. But the Bearcats smack Boston College Eleven win season and on Wednesday it was National Signing Day. Now before we talk about that, Michael Warren the truck, Michael Warren the third, declared for the NFL draft a couple of weeks ago. And I think that's, and that's the best decision for him. And we wish nothing but the best for the truck. The Bearcats had such a great running back committee with Jared Dokes and and McLennan, who was hurt for the he tore his ACL during practice last year, so we got Charles McLennan coming back, and you got Jared Dokes. The Bearcats running running game is gonna be okay. Obviously, we're gonna miss Michael Warren and his bruising runs, but I think he's gonna be a good NFL player, and I hope a team gives him a chance. Like Mike Boone, Mike Boone is playing for the Minnesota Vikings, and you know, for him, that's working that's working out for him so far. So, I believe Michael Warren will get a chance. to to get in on a team, hopefully, in the NFL. We're winning you on, Michael. So, the Bearcats had such a historic, it was National Signing Day on Wednesday for college football, just all around sports. The Bearcats had such a historic day. The 2020 class is by far the best class ever recruited by Luke Fickle. The Bearcats are 40th nationally, 40th, and for the group, the group Power Five conference, the best. I mean, we got four, not, not four. I think it's three, three to four four star recruits. That's amazing, especially as we as the as the Bearcats are qualify as a Power Five school, and not Power Five school, a Group Six school, whatever they call that. The Bearcats got three four star recruits, and I'm just really excited. But now, people are not really talking about that. Lots of people are talking about Luke Fickle, the Bearcats football coach, who is rumored to be a top candidate for the Michigan State Spartan head coaching job. Why? Because Mark D'Antoni retired on Monday. And as soon as I got that notification on my phone, I immediately think, damn it, Fickle's going to be a leading candidate. And everyone, including myself, started freaking out. But then I, I told myself, calm down. Thickle went on radio shows yesterday on Wednesday just praising and just exciting for this, this 2020 class and how much the recruiting and just how much the Bearcats are just on the rise. And people, people did talk to him about the Michigan State job. Fickle was just talking about the recruiting, and that just it gave me, it gave me something to just say. You know what? I think Fickle's gonna stay. I think he's gonna stay. Obviously, I want him to stay, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking we've had this happen before. Brian Kelly left us to go to Notre Dame, but I think Fickle has so much integrity. I don't think he's gonna leave us salt like that. So I'm thinking he's gonna stay. I think his kids and family want to stay here in Cincinnati. He's already building a culture, and it's just getting started. Why leave? Cincinnati's in a better position than Michigan State right now. I get it. Michigan State's in the Big Ten. UC's in the American Athletic Conference. I get it. But I think UC's in a better position than Michigan State right now when it comes to football. So if I'm fickle, would you rather go to Michigan State And it's going to take probably, I don't know, one to two years to get that program back to where it was. Or do you want to stay in Cincinnati where you already established a culture and program and it's all, it's going to just going to be continuing to grow. Like you see, it's going to be the top of the AAC class for the next two to three years. I say you stay. That's not my call. I'm hearing that a decision might be made right now as I do this podcast or on Friday or next week. We don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to stay positive because I live in Cincinnati. I live in this city where things do not go our way. This is why this podcast is called the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am depressed. Because things don't go away. But it's a new decade. Hopefully things will turn around. I really hope so. So when I do our next podcast, that will be next week. Hopefully in that podcast we'll be talking about UC football and Luke Fickle Fickle continuing to be our head coach. I hope. I hope so. I hope so. I think he'll stay. I think he stays because why leave? He's already he's already building something special in Cincinnati and the recruiting class that we have for the 2020 class. I mean, that's just that's just enough to just tell you how much Fickle has just just revamped this program from when he first started in his first season to where he's at right now. Incredible, just just incredible. We love you, Luke. And also, to the fans out there, including myself, we need to support UC Fofo. That means we need to buy season tickets. We need to buy ticket plans. We got to do whatever the hell we got to do to support this team. I'm going to do that. Are you guys going to do that? So you better either buy season tickets or just go to the games. Go to the games. Because Nipper Stadium is such a great environment. Especially at night, you need to go to Nipper at night. Especially when they're playing such a when when they're playing a good team. Oh, special environment. That UCF game, this past season on a Friday night when UCF came into Nipper, ranked eighteenth, blackout, Nipper at night, special, truly special. So, get season tickets, get a ticket plan, or just buy a ticket and go to a game support this team support them because if they see if fickle and staff see us supporting then it's like okay they're all in because they want us to be all in the team's all in us fans are to be all in so let's go all right transitioning now to UC basketball john brandon first season in the helm the last time I did a podcast the bearcats were playing Vermont and it's also they were playing Xavier that same week. At that time that team right that team two two months ago, it's not the team that it is right now. This team right now is playing really good basketball. It's finally starting to figure out each other. And I said it during the season, during the early part of the season that's gonna take time. And I said that this team will need to start to click, hopefully, by the end of January into February. Now, we're in February, and this team is now clicking. And they're now starting to figure out each other. They're now starting to figure out their roles. Right now, the Bearcats are 14-7 overall. They're 7-2 in AAC play. So, they're in second place in conference. Guess who's in first place? No, it's not Memphis. Memphis is trash. No, it's not Wichita State. No, it's not SMU. No, it's not Houston. Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. Yes. Frank Heath's team is in first place. Yes. We beat Tulsa. UC beat Tulsa. They didn't beat them, they annihilated them last month. You know what the final score was? 75 to 44. Granted, the game was in fifth, third. But. They beat that team by 31? Wait, what? And that team is in first place in the American Athletic Conference. Truly shocking. Good for Tulsa. Good thing we don't have to play Tulsa in Tulsa. We might meet them in the American Athletic Conference tournament, which it could happen. But, yes, that's your team that is in first place right now, this time in February 6th. Tulsa is in first place and UC is in second. Jaron Cumberland, the Bearcats' best player. Listen, Jaron was hurt throughout the summer. He had a knee issue. He had a foot issue. Yes, him and Brandon weren't going, weren't in the same page to start the season. Everyone thought Jaron was just not caring, and then the Colgate collapse. We all thought, okay, Jaron, you can just you can leave if you want. Well. I'm glad he didn't (laughs) left. He just needed to get healthy. He just needed to get his confidence back. Right now, Jaron looks like the AAC preseason player of the year. Jaron looks like the AAC player of the year from last year. Right now, in confidence play, Jaron Cumberland, our senior, our best player, is just taking over. Jaron's averaging 18.8 points per game. 5.8 assists per game, 4.2 rebounds per game. Jaron Cumberland's back, ladies and gentlemen, and he's here, and he's coming back to destroy the American Athletic Conference. Jaron has been a big reason why the Bearcats are playing so well in conference play. I think because now Jaron's healthy, and now him and Brandon are starting to click, which I don't think they had a problem. I just believe that it it was just a new system for Jaron, you know, with... Him being with Mick for the first three years of his college career and now in the senior year, now having a new coach and a new system and a new offensive system. It's gonna it's gonna take time. But now Jaron Cumblin and him and John Brandon are on the same page, and the team in general is in the same they're on the same page now. UC's defense is now playing better. They're now officially top thirty defense in the country. So Right now, the Bearcats are playing good basketball. They had their best win of the season last Saturday against Houston. Then then number 21, Houston, at home, 64-62. The Bearcats overcame a 15-point deficit in the second half. Great win. It was an old-fashioned UC Houston rock fight. And I absolutely did not love it because... It was not good offensive play as expected because these UC and Houston, when they play each other, it's always a rock fight. But when it comes to UC, they kept missing free throws. They missed 12 free throws. You can't do that against Houston at Houston when they play each other in a couple of weeks. That's, we're not going to win that game. But the Bearcats closed this game out last Saturday against Houston on a 19-5 run. Great win. It was a must-win. The Bearcats needed this win, as a lot of bracketology experts had the Bearcats out of the tournament field. So with this win against Houston, the Bearcats are creeping back into their 68-team bracket right now. If if I'm a bracketologist, which I'm not, but I believe I am better than Jerry Palm of CBS and Joe Lanarni of ESPN, just because um, I can I can predict what they're predicting the field better than them, all right, um, because cause I am Jesse, like, duh, but if I was doing a bracket right now, I will have the Bearcats at roughly a 10-11 seed, right now, Joe Lanani has the Bearcats out, or that he has them as their last four in, Jerry Palm's stupid, he doesn't have the Bearcats at all in their, in his field, but he has Memphis and SMU, wait, what, I know he lost to Memphis, but we'll beat them next Thursday when they come to the fifth third, and we annihilated SMU last Tuesday, so that's why I don't tr- I don't look at bracketology. I don't look at that stuff. I do, but I don't I don't take it to heart like fans do because I'm like they're they're, they're so called experts, and I put air quotes. And I'm doing that right now. So what? I I have the Bearcats in, and that's not me being a fan or being biased. I think the Bearcats have played a tough non-conference schedule. As you look, yes, the loss against Colgate stinks, but Colgate is first in their conference. The Bearcats played Vermont. They beat Vermont pretty handily at their third. Vermont's first in their conference. Bearcats play Bowling Green. Yes, they're. Like, I know you guys are saying it's Bowling Green. Bowling Green's first in their conference. So you look at it. It's like. Those losses, yeah, they stink against Colgate and Bowling Green. But if those two teams continue to win, if they win their conference, if they win their conference tournament, then those losses are not bad. All right? You You hear me? You hear me? So, I have the Bearcats in. I still think the Bearcats are still a bubble team, and the Bearcats need to continue to play well in February. If they want to make... At their case to get in the tournament this month, they had to make a run. Oh, yeah, back to the Houston game, okay? Um, before we talk about the Wichita State game coming up tonight. Houston's, one of Houston's best players, all right, Dejan Giroux, he bit not only one, but two UC Bearcat players. He bit Keith Williams' calf, and then he bit Mamadou Diarra calf. I mean, leg, whatever. Either way, this guy bit two grown men's legs. Legs that were sweaty. I've never seen that before in my whole life. When I was watching the game, and they kept replaying the play where both, both guys were scrambling for the ball on the ground. And it was between Dejan and Keith. And then Mamadou came in and tried to get the ball from Dejan. Trying to get like a tie-up. Trying to get a jump ball. And I'm like, why do they keep replaying that, okay? Are they trying to Are they trying to see who got possession? Is it Houston or Cincinnati ball? And then during the broadcast, they kept talking about, oh my gosh, he bit a player. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I focused on the TV. Well you can't do that, but I'm just looking I like I stared at my TV and I'm like, wait a minute. Did this guy just bit a grown man ass leg? What? and i was like no he he did i'm like he really did ho, ho. and then dejon was kicked out of the game wow flagrant 2 for biting not one but two players legs i've never seen that i have never seen that this guy trying to do a mike tyson when it comes to basketball what crazy crazy i i laughed i i laughed houston houston head coach kelvin S- sampson after the game denied it and then when he got video footage of it, he's like, "Oh yeah, Dejan did bit bit two players from UC." Yeah, that was weird. I mean, he he tried to he tried to kind of Jeffrey Dahmer the legs. Okay, that's 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 bad. Anyways, <laughs> I'm glad UC won. That was a big win. Also, before we talk about the Wichita State game, UC big Jay Serrano left the team. On Monday. And now he's going to pursue. Pro. Basketball in Europe. I When I saw that news. I was like. Alright bye. I mean. Jay didn't really play a lot of minutes. I mean he hurt his foot. And he was out for for several weeks. And he wasn't really getting playing time. Because it's between. Chris Vaux and Trey Scott. Gave more than minutes. So. I think with him leaving, it opens up more playing time for Mamadou Diarra and hopefully Jeremiah Davenport. So you're going to see a lot of Mamadou. And Mamadou has been gaining a lot of confidence these last couple of games, especially, especially in conference play. He's getting more minutes, and I feel like his confidence in game is starting to build up. And hopefully Davenport gets more playing time, and hopefully, you know, I know he's a freshman, but for him getting, for him getting significant playing time, especially during the stretch of the season. I think it's going to be really big for him as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Now UC is going to be at Wichita State tonight at 7 p.m. on ESPN. It's a big game. The Bearcats go to roundhouse, and the Bearcats are 2-0 and at Wichita State, winning back in 2018 on their senior day with Gary Clark and Jacob Evans and Kyle Washington, and then last year winning at the roundhouse this was, in, this was in January last year. So the Bearcats are 2-0. That's a tough environment. One of the toughest environments in college basketball. Now, we got a little problem here, all right? So the basketball charter flight to Wichita, all right? It was scheduled to land Wednesday night. It was canceled due to complications. Now it's scheduled to land this afternoon for the game in Wichita, which is scheduled for 6 p.m. Central time there. Really, so the Bearcats won't get time to do a shoot around or walk through. I think they already did a walk through, but they won't get time to do a shoot around. So they're going to face another adversity because back in January fourth, they had another flight issues traveling to and from New Orleans for the game against Tulane. They had to take a smaller plane and multiple and multiple stops to feel. And the team lost that game 76 to 71. Great. So I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen here. Is this gonna be automatically UC gonna lose? I hope not. I hope not. Hope this is not like, you know, what happened to Tulane is gonna happen to them against Wichita State. I hope not. I really hope not. Well, that's it think that's it for this podcast so it's it's been a while but um i hope that i'll be recording more podcasts in the future which i believe i will with basketball picking up and with football with these news about luke fickle i think everybody wants to know my opinion and stuff don't worry don't worry i'll be i'll be in the i'll be the glue to everything so i love you guys i thank you guys for hanging in there with me um And I'll definitely be back. I'll be back next week to do another podcast. So this has been another episode of the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am Jesse Mapotti and I'm back. and And I'll see you guys next week. Don't you worry. I'm back. And I'm back better than ever. Peace, guys.